Hey everybody, you hear that? Sounds like tea time. back at the island ladies it is august and it is still hot in texas yes. what <laughs> yeah so we got cheryl in the house we got beverly in the house and we're so excited because once again we're gonna bring y'all some real talk about what's going on with our millennials so, Cheryl, what you got for us today, girl? Girlfriend, girlfriend, we got some ladies in the house for you today. So today on Kitchen Island Tea, we are highlighting millennials on the move, young entrepreneurs. We would like to welcome to the island two intelligent, aspiring, and dynamic young women. These two ladies hail from the Big H, Houston, Texas. They are both graduates, graduates of the let me say that again. The Prairie U A&M University, which is an HBCU. Shout out to the Historical Woo-hoo! Black Universities. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit more about these young ladies. I'm so very proud of them. At PV, they secured degrees in engineering, one in mechanical engineering and the other one in chemical engineering. They both have full-time careers in their prospective fields, and they started their own company, Gym Loyalty, during a pandemic. They have been featured in on online magazines such as Voyage Houston. These ladies, y'all, have it going on. I want to welcome to the island, Sydney Thompson and Christine Augustine. Did I get that right? Welcome, yes. ladies. Yes. We're so Thank happy you. To have y'all. To be here. Thank y'all for having us. Yes. So these ladies are on the move. And so I'm very proud of them. I've been knowing Sydney all of her life. And I, like she said, I'm her bonus mom and she's my bonus daughter. So with this podcast today, we really want to get into how these millennials are doing this and these young ladies are doing so much. And we really want to talk about their business and how they got to where they are. So I have a question for you, Cheryl. Cheryl, Before Uh we get started, I just want to um, make a a note that you all started your business during COVID-19. Well, we started this podcast during COVID-19. So mm-hmm. you have it. We have something in common. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of Vanita, can you tell them like where we're actually being listened at? Which yeah. location? We have listeners, of course, all over the United States, almost in all 50 states. And we are also uh, have listeners in 20 foreign countries. What? Yeah. Oh, congratulations. And right now we are up for some awards, some podcast awards um, nominated. And we were nominated last year for a People's Choice Award for Best Religious Pop- Podcast. And then this year we have about six different nominations from like three different award podcast award shows. So we're so happy that you graced us with your presence. Yes. 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 We're happy to be here. So I'm ready to get to the questions because I'm ready to hear some answers. Okay. <laughs> Y'all ready? So talk yeah. to us about your business model and the products that you sell. 
Okay. Uh, so our business model, when we first um, initiated the company, I guess our mission statement, and I'll read it to you guys, is to um, empower loyalty, discipline, and consistency in every part of life from the enrichment of our temples through daily fitness to the fortification of our faith, race, and our culture. And um, me and Chrissy kind of came up with that business model together. Uh, we wanted to incorporate something that we want to be able to practice in everyday life, uh, which is discipline and loyalty to not only your health, but to yourself in general. So we, we really want to highlight self-care um, as an individual. I know mental health and taking care of yourself is very, very uh, relevant in our day and age. And it's something that people are speaking out on a lot more. And so our company is more than just about fitness, but it's about internal health and um, physical health. So that's part of like our, our business model and the product. Uh, and what kind of products do you guys sell? Yeah, so our product right now, we, we have men and women uh, fitness clothing apparel. Um, we have workout clothing, clothing as well as the athleisure type of wear. I know that's like really popular. So we kind of dabble into um, actual physical workout clothing. And then if you kind of just want to feel comfortable and walk around, run some errands or hop on a plane, you know, they have like the plane outfit, whatever you want to be comfortable. Uh, so we have athleisure wear, wear as well. So we have more um, women apparel than men right now, but we're working on expanding our inventory and kind of seeing what um, our customers like and what they want to see. That's really neat that you guys are doing that type of apparel, you know, within co this COVID time. That's all we've been walking around in is a bunch of stretchy clothes. Worn out my stretchy clothes. <laughs> so you guys probably did probably did well starting out in a uh, year of a pandemic. Um, and also, you mentioned something very important. I love you guys' uh, business model and your model and what you stand for. That's so important to deal with the whole person. And you talked about self-care and mental health. That is so important nowadays because so many times uh, we definitely, as females, we do everything for everybody else and we forget about ourselves. Uh, so that's really is very important for self-care. So I'm glad that you all are putting that in and really thinking about the holistic person and not just trying to... Uh, sell an outfit. You know what I mean? So that's really good. So I love the name of the company and I just love your logo. I want to know how did you guys come up with that name and that logo? Oh, let's see. So we came up with the name in college, Sydney and I. So just a little background, Sydney and I were supposed to launch this business while we were in college, but life kind of got in the way and we didn't end up launching it until after we got jobs and got settled into where our new locations, me and Cindy both aren't in Houston anymore. So, uh, but it came about in college. We had like a list of names that we wanted and we was just brainstorming together, sending, sending each other texts back and forth. Like, do you like this? Do you like this? Um, Cindy, I don't know who came up with Jim Loyalty, but we, we basically wanted, we like like diamonds and looking nice, things like that. But we wanted something that's like royalty, but then also applies to like the gym and working out and fitness life. So somehow we came up with gym loyalty. I don't know if it was Sydney or myself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember, but it was just a back and forth text messages between me and Sydney brainstorming. So, and Jim is spelled J G E M. Yeah. Like are, uh, mm -hmm. Yes. 
Yeah. And Laura, kind of back yeah. off of up with like the diamond because the di- like she said the diamond means like world royalty like it's very um very delicate prestigious it's one of like the top gems you know so um one of if you ever heard the saying no pressure no diamonds that's mm-hmm. kind of what we fall off what we what we piggyback off of because no matter what you're going through in life it's just life in general there's always going to be obstacles and there's always going to be challenges and when you're working out and when you're trying to become healthier and when you're trying to form your body into something that 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 you want like it's not hard, it's not easy and so mm-hmm. um you know after you go through all of those obstacles and after you go through all of those hard times at the end after the pressure there's a beautiful diamond and so it's kind of just going back to like building yourself building yourself up and embracing all of the impurities I need to buy some of your workout clothes. Maybe that'll help me to get my body back. Yeah, we want you to look good so that you feel good when you're in the gym and you just, you know, yep. get yep. the job done. And you ladies been through a lot of pressure, especially doing engineering degrees, because that is not easy. I'd like to ask one, you talked about obstacles. And so I just like for our listeners to hear, what was the first obstacle that you all faced when you started your business? And then, you know, when somebody tells you no or stop, what made you keep going? What made you say, I'm going to, we're going to do this anyway. I think the first obstacle, I think it was figuring, the first obstacle was figuring out how to start as far as like, where do we find our products from? How do we get it legalized? Um, how do we set up a, a website? We didn't know any of this. I, I literally started from scratch, Googling, um, asking around, asking questions, people who have done some of the things. And uh, so that was the, I think the biggest obstacle was just trying to figure out how to get started. But as time has has grown, we've, we've been open, we opened January. So uh, we've been open for quite a few months now and uh, obstacles are still occurring till this day. Um, our biggest obstacle right now is just trying to really grow our brand, uh, reach more people, learning new marketing strategies. We come from an engineering background, so to build a business and learn how to create content for um, social media and um, brand ourselves and market ourselves to to the masses is actually very challenging, and so. That is a, a very big obstacle that we're currently dealing with, but I have no doubt that we'll get over it. We just have to put in the work to figure out how to to do those things. Well, I can appreciate what you're saying because I'm a former merchandise buyer and I can relate to it's not just what you want. It's what right. you know your customers want. And so um, as a former buyer, we had to do a lot of legwork that you don't have to do now. When I was in New York, we'd have to go to Bloomingdale's and go to all the stores to see what they were doing because they were ahead of us. And then we could decide what we were doing. But now you have the internet and you have other vehicles, but I, I can relate to you wholeheartedly. So just keep going forward because you can get your, uh, your method of determining what does the public want? It's not always what you like. And some things you pick or that you sell will be things that are like, oh my God, to you. But the public is like, we love it. We love it. So yeah, see all of that. 
So thank you. I didn't mean to talk too long, but I, I really can relate to what you're saying. So I'd like to uh, piggyback or go back to your clothing line. And since I wear um, a diva size, um, I would like to know <laughs> if y'all cater to diva sizes. <laughs> um, yeah, we do. Um, of course, starting out, we didn't because we had to find a vendor who could supply us with the proper amount of clothing and with the proper sizes. But yeah, we do. This shirt that I'm wearing right now, we it comes in a 2X to 3X. So pretty big wow. size. Um, awesome. We have joggers. They go up to a 3X as well. Just drop some bras, our pyrite bra. Um, they go up to a 2x so we're we're we have we're trying to accommodate all sizes today. Well, I like that. so that that tells me you accommodate divas so that yeah. i'm happy about that <laughs> the voluptuous woman yeah <laughs> <laughs> y'all know i have a couple of pair of their pants already uh yes. and if you know if they can fit my round behind <laughs> <laughs> They got some pretty large sizes. You don't have so, the COVID, um, you don't have the COVID booty like I do. <laughs> I got my COVID fifteen pounds. I did gain mine, but I did lose them all. Thank God. Well, I did the COVID nineteen for real, like <laughs> that darn COVID. <laughs> yeah, blame it on COVID. It's all COVID fault. Yeah, it's COVID, Dad. I ate those cookies and pies and cakes. It is COVID's fault. <laughs> Blame me, COVID. And cakes? Good Lord. <laughs> well, see, for me, it was fried chicken, but we'll move on. Wow. <laughs> well, I think you all have really discussed the question that I was going to ask about selecting your products and sizes. And I was going to say, what made you deviate from the so-called perfect body looks that you see uh, in magazines, in, in terms of your models and the clothing that you provide. So I don't know if you can expand on that just a little. Uh, you know, sometimes the magazines show everybody is a rail. Everybody's got a little waist and, you know, their boobs aren't big or their boobs aren't little. But that's not how we all are. And so I wanted to know if that had any impact on, on what you all are providing in your product. So with that, I think that's so important because I'm not I've never been a skinny girl or I've never been the ideal fitness, I guess, model or that people see in magazines and everything. But um, I've always been into fitness and I've always worked out and tried to take care of my health. And I've came a long way. I've came up like I've lost a lot of weight since I've started um, my journey. And that's one thing that I want our brand to represent is um, imperfection. Like there's, there's no perfect body. There's no, like, I always tell people like, be your own body goals. Like don't look at someone and be like, I'm going to work out until I can look exactly like them. Cause that's not always ideal. Like your body, everybody's body type is different. Everybody's built different. And so um, for us to start this brand, knowing that we don't have the, I guess, magazine fitness body is, um, I would hope would be inspiration for others because just because you don't look like that, doesn't mean that you can't wear the clothes or that you can't um, indulge in fitness activities and still be like great at it. So I really think that that's important for our brand to emphasize that there's, 
you don't have to be perfect to wear our clothes. You just inspired me because I'm definitely not perfect. And even though I'm small, I got a, a big rear end. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yes, I Yeah, she's very tiny, y'all. <laughs> but I'm telling y'all, I was able to get in their pants when I did have my COVID 15 pounds on me. <laughs> When I was pushing almost 200 pounds, I was able to get their their um, size. Uh, I think I did an extra large and it did fit me. Uh, now that I've lost the extra weight, I will be ordering some more. Uh, the one thing that I so Sheriff, that can I you want pass to over your big, big girl pants? <laughs> I don't think so. I'm going to keep them because they comfy. <laughs> The one thing I did want, you know, within the uh, workout pants, th that the, the pocket for the cell phone, did y'all ever think about doing that? Yeah. Yeah. We're looking, well, not looking. We have a vendor that we know we can buy a product like that. So mm -hmm. that's coming soon. Stay tuned, guys. That may be the next drop. You never know. All right. I'm going to follow y'all on Instagram. So as soon yeah. as y'all drop that product, mm -hmm. I'm going to be buying it. Because right. I really need those when I go to the gym. I need somewhere to put my phone in my pocket. So listen, you you all were friends before you became business partners. So you were friends in college. Um, did you know each other before college? Yeah, me and Sydney been knowing each other since 13 years old. <laughs> wow. yeah, about 10 years. Oh, it's 10 years. 10 years now. Okay. So my question but is that so since you've been friends for so long, how do you separate being business partners and being friends? I mean, is there a line, a big line, a little line? I mean, like, are y'all at work and telling jokes and forgetting that you're at work? And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like Sydney and I have always had like a business work relationship in some sort of a way. Like in middle school or all through school, we had sports. So we had to work out during the summer. Sydney was always keeping me on track with working out because um, I'm somebody who would I just like to have fun so in the summer I might be eating I might go swimming like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do so Sydney has always been there to like keep me on track and keep me working out even when she stopped playing sports um like I, I, I would come home from college and work out with Sydney because at one point in time we didn't go to the same college but so yeah, there is some playing time when we are doing work, but it's like how we separate it is we make sure we have all of our deliverables for our meetings. We schedule meetings. That's one way we sell, we separate, like just getting on the phone and talking. We schedule meetings with each other. And then, of course, during our meetings, after our deliverables are done, then we may be like, girl, guess what happened today? Or, you know, it's bound to happen. But uh, I feel like we've been doing a pretty good job at keeping the two separate and not always mixing it. Sydney, how you feel about it? We've done a good job. Um, one thing about me and Chrissy is we kind of balance each other out. Um, just because we've known each other so long, she knows me and I know her. And so like, and we can, we can kind of sense when things are like maybe going on in our life. That's kind of like pulling us back from um, the work and we'll just do like check-ins. And that's, that's something that we had to, really I guess highlight because you know things happen in life kind of just get maybe distracted or something but it's like a thing between us like we know when that's happening with each other so that's one good thing about like our friendship plus our our business we can kind of be like okay hey what's going on and then see how we can move forward from that 
But yeah, like she said, we schedule our meetings. We have meeting agendas and everything. So just to kind of keep us on track. But as far as like, if there's any like conflict or problems, we're pretty open about speaking about them in like a respectful way. Um, so I think that we're doing a pretty good job with that part. <laughs> That's awesome. You guys are like each other's accountability partners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we need. You know, someone that we can lean on. That's right. So you keep each other in the right direction. So then the company is definitely going the right way too. Well, we talked about business, but what about your me time? What do you all do for me time? That's a good question. Um, it's because I, I feel like I haven't really found me time for me yet. And I say that because um, when I first, I graduated, I moved to Georgia. I'm in Georgia now. Um, I moved to Georgia and I started um, my job and I work 10 hours a day, uh, five days a week. And then on Saturdays, I work eight, eight hours. And um, so I haven't really found a balance, but I'm trying to work on that. I'm trying to start like a morning routine where I can get up, like read my Bible, pray, mm-hmm. and kind of just like take some time for myself to set the tone for my day. Mm-hmm. Um, really after work, I would consider that my most me time, even though I'm still kind of around people and interacting, I go to, the, I go to a gym here. It's a, um, a black owned gym. It's like a training facility that I go to um, from Monday through Thursday. So that's like my time to like really just focus on myself and kind of just exert my energy and my thoughts um, that way. And on the weekends, I'm kind of like scrambling because I only have Sunday to get ready (laughs) for work and I'm still trying to do gym loyalty and other things. But I'm working on the me time. I think I can find more time for myself just to um, to reboot. But that's just a work in progress. Well, that's and awesome. You, you, can I sneak you, another question in? Go ahead. If you finish this sentence, I'm happiest when? I'm sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Thank that you. That is me too, Cindy. <laughs> That's a good one. I love that it. Was perfect. Perfect. <laughs> now, what part of Georgia are you in? I'm in Augusta. Okay. I'm from Columbus, Georgia. Oh, okay. okay yeah. Cool. Yeah, not too far. Well, far enough, but still. Yeah, it's not too Okay. So, Chrissy, what about your me time? So, Chrissy. <laughs> oh, Chrissy has a little bit too much me time sometimes. Um, <laughs> But what I do in my meantime, I just sit on my couch. Yeah. Like you said, most of the time I'm asleep. I have a really bad problem with sleeping. Like I will go to sleep in, in the drop of a hat. Like whenever, like this is my me time, guys. Whenever life gets too hard up, Chrissy, time for you to take a little nap. Try to <laughs> wake up. Um, whenever work stressing me out, yep, time to take a little nap. Wake back. <laughs> Um, another thing I do, I read a devotional every morning I go into work. That's mm-hmm. how I like before I do work for my job, I'm like, I gotta do work for the Lord first. So I do yeah. I sit at my desk, <laughs> I sit at my desk and I read my devotional for like five, ten minutes. Um that has helped me a lot because guys, starting work, Chrissy was not ready for the real life. Um it's very different. different. It's very, very different from school. 
Yeah, and to, yeah. That prayer time or meditation time gives you a moment to get in the right frame of mind right. to deal with what you got to deal with. Exactly. Well, I'll give you that question, extra question too. I'm happiest when when I am eating crawfish or seafood or when I'm asleep. Oh, Chrissy, I love you. That's my favorite. Oh, yeah. Y'all come to San Antonio. We got yeah. to smash and grab. Oh, yes. I will have a blast. Awesome. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. are back at the island and we're having a good time. Chrissy just woke up from a nap. <laughs> Starting up again. Go for it, Cheryl. Awesome. So you ladies, I'm so very proud of you all. You all are in the engineering uh, career and that is, and I'm in IT, as you know, and for uh, African American females to actually go through that process and to get in that field and to secure uh, top notch positions that you guys have secured, it is very difficult. So you are amongst a very small minority of people uh, that have been able to do that. So I have a question for you. Does your engineering background help with organizing and running your business? Uh, yes, I'll answer that one. Uh, yeah, it, it, it does a lot. Um, I don't know. Well, with Sydney too. So we both use Excel a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, and then starting up this business, we used Excel a lot, like to figure out how we were going to price our items or to figure out um, how much profit we should be aiming for, you know, what prices we should set our products for. Um, I used Excel a lot for that, even with organization, like figuring out which vendors we were going to use or keeping track of our inventory. Excel, Excel, Excel. So, yeah, my engineering <laughs> degree has helped me a lot. Um, another way it's helped me is just the ability to learn new things, um, you know, being fluid. So I would, if I'm able to learn engineering, I'm pretty sure I can learn how to do something else, you know? So wow. it definitely helped mm -hmm. us learn how to start our business and run a business and be where we are today. So definitely help. Um, do you feel the same way? Yeah. So one thing that also took us a while just to get our business off the ground is because me and Christy are kind of like perfectionists. You know, that's not like something you can really aim aim for in reality. And so um, just like going back to engineering, our study, our study habits and how we approached um, problems uh, kind of trickled into us creating this business. And I think um, when you're an engineering background or when you're a STEM major background, specifically, you have to have some sort of discipline to yourself. And you have to have some sort of organization and you have to be able to know how to approach problems level-headed um, because it can be very strenuous. And when you have um, strategies and you learn the strategies and know how to do those things, um, it becomes a routine. And so I kind of treated how we created habits within engineering taking tests and just studying and being disciplined that way and incorporate it into our business. Um, those are just habits that you can really carry throughout all of life. If you can overcome this, then you can overcome that. And so when, when building our business, I think that's one thing that we both 
implemented into um, the structure and the organization of creating gym loyalty. That's for true. All that math we have to take in, in IT and engineering, <laughs> engineering yeah. education, you know, you can get through all of that. You can get through anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you have to be disciplined in order to study for those. There's no uh, just fake it till you make it in those courses. You literally have to study and know that stuff in order to pass those exams. Uh, so bravo to you ladies. So how do you balance having an engineering career and running a business full time? Yeah, so engineering careers, um, there can be very strenuous. Me and Chrissy both work pretty strenuous positions, I, I would say. And then of course, like the hours, Sometimes you have to work mandatory. Like I have to work mandatory overtime. Like I can't get around that. And so I think for the longest, I didn't know how to balance it. And I was overwhelming myself. And mm -hmm. in reality, I, for me, I say there's no such thing as being overwhelmed if you are organized. And so mm -hmm. I had to take a step back and figure out how I can get organized, where I have time to do certain things. And so I literally have um, this planner and it breaks down your day-to-day -day from the start and to the end, every hour. It gives you like to do, like your top three to-do um, to -do list things that you need to accomplish that day. And it's, it, it actually also has like a gratitude space. So every day I say, I am so happy and grateful that I accomplished my three goals or I am so happy and grateful that I worked out for 30 minutes today. So I always write my gratitude down and then um, like in the morning and then I, throughout the day, I check my planner to see like, okay, what have you not done? What do you need to do? And I think that organization allowed me to feel less stressed and feel less overwhelmed. So it's, it's really just about finding where you have that free time and where you need to block out everything and put in one to two hours of work a day, maybe, or two to four hours of work on the weekend, since that's your most free time. Um, you just have to really not pick up the phone. Hey, I can't talk to you right now because I'm doing business. I'll call you later. Just like even sacrificing family time or sacrificing those phone calls has also something that I had to do. And people were like, Cindy, what? I haven't heard from you. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, but I'm just trying to get, I'm trying to get to a certain place in my life. And it's, it, it, it requires a sacrifice so and she is telling the truth about that y'all because I was trying to uh reach out to her to schedule <laughs> this interview and Sydney is my ace boom coon she like my mini me and so I was like why is Sydney ghosting me <laughs> <laughs> so I picked up I said I'm about to call her because I know millennials yeah. they're like just text me don't call me just text me and I'll, I'll respond back but Sydney's just yeah. the opposite. She's like, you got to call me. <laughs> and so I finally called her and she was like, auntie, I know I just been busy, but yeah, this is a good day in time for us. But she said, I wasn't ghosting you. I was like, she's not even returning my text message. <laughs> I was feeling a certain kind of way, Sydney. <laughs> yeah, I can't even, like, Chris has never been a good texter, but I used to like text people, you know, but now it's just like, if you call me, I can hear it. I can see, like, I'll pick it up real quick. So that's works for me now. I know <laughs> you're rare. Touch with you. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I prefer a text because I can read it and then read it again. And then it's a reminder of something I need to do or address. But to talk on the phone, nah. 
<laughs> yeah, if you text me, oh, you might as well throw that text message away because I don't <laughs> forget. Like, yeah. if I'm doing something, like, I'm very, like, almost ADHD. Like, if I start focusing on something else, I'm going to forget whatever you just texted me and I'm going to forget that you texted me. So. Oh. Let <laughs> me so, ask you this. How, yeah, we- how did attending Prairie View uh, A&M University, which is an HBCU, um, prepare you for this stage of your life? Um, Prairie View was, I think Sydney can agree for, with me here. Prairie View, you had to be on top of Prairie View to get what you wanted out of Prairie View. So you had to be an advocate for your experience, for your college career at Prairie View. I love my HBCU, but <laughs> you had to be on them in order to get your stuff done to graduate on time like if you're not paying attention to your workload you they'll you you will be put here an extra year or two just because of one class that they didn't tell you about but it's not their responsibility it's yours so our school definitely prepared us as far as us being an advocate for our lives and taking control of what we want in life so it definitely prepared me even at my job like I don't I when you go to an engineering job, you don't know anything. You feel like you, what did you go to school for? Because I'm here and I still don't know anything. But I guess Prairie View prepped me in a way. I was a student athlete. Let's just say that. I was a student athlete. So I taught myself most of my curriculum. Um, so it helped me at my job now because I'm teaching myself how to do my job, you know? So Prairie View definitely prepared me. I'm appreciative of I'm pretty sure that I went there. I, it taught me how to grow up real soon. Couldn't rely on my mom to always know everything. Mm-hmm. Like, baby, you at that school, you gotta, <laughs> this is your college career, it's not mine. So yeah, I'm grateful of Prairie View. It taught me how to be an advocate for my life and how to teach myself how to do things. So That's awesome. And it taught you follow through because it if follows. you don't follow through, then it wouldn't, it might not happen. So that wasn't a, that was really a good thing. It taught you to be a real adult. Before you go to the next question, Chrissy says she was a student athlete. What sport did you play, Chrissy? I played volleyball all four years. Woo-hoo. Awesome. Right. Tell, her your, tell them your accomplishments, Chrissy. Oh, I was just two-time MVP. <laughs> Woo! Two-time SWAC Defensive Player of the Year. Okay, now. Awesome. I hold a record for the most digs at Prairie View A&M University. Mm-hmm. I did a little sum-sum while I was All right. There. And getting a chemical engineering degree. My goodness, girl. Chrissy, <laughs> you and I have something in common. Oh, oh my here God. we go. We went to an HBC <laughs> Alabama State. Okay. She's an athlete too. Okay, okay. We did not <laughs> like Alabama State in volleyball when I went there, but kudos to but- you. <laughs> 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 Good school. Good school. So so I, I'm gonna go ahead and throw mine in there too. I was at HBCU at Grambling State and I was an athlete. Dance is an athletic thing to do. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I was a halftime dancer and we did have to practice hard. (laughs) (laughs) He just danced, danced, danced. Sure did. We had a great time. We actually had Alvin Ailey's first company, one of their instructors to actually teach us. So it was wonderful, but it was hard work. You know, I don't know about dogs to teach y'all. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know about them being an MVP like Chrissy now. <laughs> two time, not one, two time. Awesome, awesome. Chemical engineering degree, that's just amazing. I don't think mm-hmm. people understand that when you have extracurricular activities and you're doing some type of IT or some type of engineering degree, it is not easy because you're on the road a lot. So you have to figure out how to study. You don't have study groups because everybody on your team is not doing the same degree that you're doing. (laughs) So you have to figure out how to study on your own. Uh, So I just applaud you. That that was very difficult. And I'm very proud of both of you ladies. Um, Chrissy's being a little modest, but (laughs) um, her leadership (laughs) within the volleyball team, I think, has also molded her to be... um, I knew I picked a good business partner because of I would see her work ethic not only in the in the um, in the gym for volleyball, but um, in school. Chris is super smart. She I always be like Chris is smart. As I know like ain't <laughs> <laughs> like a three point five or I think it was something like that. Sorry to put you out there, but that's a good GPA. <laughs> um, wow, doing volleyball and engineering. She always inspired me. Cause that was just like very inspirational to me. I'd see her come home off the road. We were roommates too. I'd see her come home off the road at like two, two in the morning, go study and then go and take a test. So it's just like that type of work ethic. You can't like you can't get around that. So that's the best yeah. kind of partner to pick. Well, essentially, talked about what you all did, but. Has anyone mentored you or served as your like athletic role model or your business role model? Um, as far as athletic role model, I would say Chrissy. So I have a like. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few. Um, yeah, well, Chrissy, <laughs> I have a few um, Instagram, I guess, influencers that I look up to just because that. First of all, their her name's uh, Miss Two Weeks Out. That's her Instagram name. Okay. Out of Atlanta. And she was a firefighter and she used to work like 24 hour shifts. Um, she had like a family and kids she was taking care of. And she trained, she trains at the, well, she's the owner, her and her husband are the owner of this gym called The Loft. And it's like this really huge gym in Atlanta. And she has a clothing brand called Body Envy. And the way that she was able to, build her brand from the ground up, working a full-time job as a firefighter and still contributing to um, her family business, The Loft, um, and building her fitness brand was like very inspirational because we both work full-time jobs and we're trying to build our brand from the ground up. Just something that is solely um, from within, like that we started. So she's, she also um, is very fit and I was like, She's uh, inspirational to continue to eat healthy and continue to work on your body, your physique and everything like that. So she's one of my favorites that I follow on Instagram. And um, I like to just kind of get inspiration from. As far as um, business professional, um, there's a I kind of look up to my dad because he's always been an entrepreneur and I've seen him like really go above and beyond for my family. Um, even through like the hardest times and um, he always supports like my idea always like pitch him like any business idea that I have and he'll just like give me advice and just really motivate me to like keep going no matter what so 
I think from like business professional wise, uh, probably my my father. Awesome. Yes. Well, Miss Chrissy. So for me, I like Fitness Key. Her name's Fitness Key on Instagram. Actually, it's Kiara the leader now. Um, she is an athlete like myself, but she teaches you. Like she's an advocate for working out the proper way, not just doing the Instagram workouts that look cool that everybody do and then they end up hurting themselves. So mm-hmm. I'm someone who comes from athletics. I know that if you don't do those moves correctly, you will hurt yourself. So that's something that I really in, in, aspire about her. Like she does not just put up the Instagram workouts that I hate when I see them. Um, <laughs> So she's my, uh, I guess, fitness inspiration. She also has her own fitness apparel company as well. So I'm often looking at her, seeing what they're doing with their business, how she's marketing her clothes and stuff like that. So just her. As far as a business mentor, um, I say my dad as well. Um, He is a go-getter. My dad can sell you a dirty piece of a towel and make you feel like it's a towel from Jesus or something. (laughs) So yeah, I would say he's definitely my inspiration. He sells houses. He's always sold houses ever since we were little. I didn't really understand how that was entrepreneurship, but it was just an extra stream of income from him for, for him and for us. So that's kind of something that once I got older, I was like, I need to do something like that. You know, like I need mm-hmm. to be an extra source of income as well. So that's it. For awesome. Me. So, uh-huh. so as I, I know you guys hear a bunch of other young professionals that are potentially interested in starting their own business, what kind of advice would you give to other young people that are looking to uh, venture into starting their own business? I would tell them to just get out there. Don't do what me and Sydney did. We waited so long. We could have started our business in college, but what were we doing? We were studying it, (laughs) you know, just (laughs) sitting on it, wanting it to be perfect. Just get out there um, and build your business as you grow, as you get older, because you won't know how to do anything until you get in there and make mistakes Mm -hmm. and you know, you learn from your mistakes. So just get out there. If you have an idea, um, go to you a class, study somebody who knows what they're doing um, and get that business started and get out there. That's the advice that me and Sydney got. And that's why we're here today. I call that paralysis of analysis. You analyze every kind of situation, every plan A, plan B, plan C, all the way to plan Z, and then you never move forward. Yes. (laughs) Of paralysis of analysis you're saying don't do that just jump out there of course have your business plan but get out there and do it and, and then make your mistakes and make your adjustments and keep mm-hmm. it moving right exactly well and don't ask for too many people's opinions yeah <laughs> okay because you'll get them like and that. it'll be too many <laughs> yeah. probably i would think yeah and then they'll have you second guessing yourself but whatever vision God instills in you, then that's the way to go. That's what I look at. I love it. Love it. Yes. So Chrissy and Sydney, when you were little girls, what did you want to be when you grew up? I mean, did you sit around thinking, you know what? I think I want to go into business with my best friend and we do this and it. What did you want to be? Mm, 
it, when I was younger, I think I had like the doctor mentality, like, oh, I want to be a doctor. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, I, I just, I don't think, like, when I was like little, little, I think that was just like the, I know I was always like really smart in like math and science. So I knew I wanted to go to some STEM route. But as I got like older, when I was like in high school, 11th, 12th grade, I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and so, um, I honestly couldn't imagine being an entrepreneur. I don't even think I really knew what that word was, even though my dad was an entrepreneur his whole entire life. But like, I didn't really know what he was doing um, as far as entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur. But um, yeah, I just always thought I would just be, you know, working a job and that was it. Like, I didn't know any other economical avenues. Like, I just thought there was just one way. Um, until I really started being exposed to um, other w- ways of making income. And I want to be able to create income, but do it through something that um, I'm passionate about. And so that's how the business came along. Yeah, y'all, for me, I think I just wanted to play sports. Like I thought when I was little, I thought I could do everything the boys could do. So I'm like, yeah, I'm being an NFL, in NBA. I thought I was. Really- <laughs> <laughs> it was with with, with uh, softball and baseball. I thought I could really be in the MLB, like playing a sport. I didn't really want to work. And now I know why I feel this way. <laughs> now. <laughs> um, but like Sydney said, I was always smart. By the time I got to high school, I thought I was going to go into pharmacy because I liked math and science. Did did the little pharmacy thing in high school. And I was like, no. But then I had this teacher who was, she came from the engineering industry, um, but became a calculus teacher. And she was like, you should try engineering. So I was like, okay, I'll try it. And here I am today. (laughs) Awesome. It has been such a pleasure with uh, talking with you young ladies. So we want to make sure that our listeners can take advantage of your wonderful products online. How can they purchase your products? How can they reach out to you? How can they get in touch with with your organization in order to uh, purchase your products? All right. So they can purchase our products at www.glfapparel.com. Glfapparel.com. And then, of course, y'all can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Gem Loyalty. So that's G-E-M-L-O-Y-A-L-T-Y. And then, uh, what was the other thing? Email us. Y'all can email us at gemloyaltyapparel at gmail.com. But yeah. Sydney, did I get all that right? <laughs> yes. And if you go to our Instagram page, our website link is in the bio. So you can also um, access the website that way. Just remember, y'all, the name of the company is Jim Loyalty. That's G-E-M-L-O-Y-A-L-T-Y. Look them up and support their business. They're too young black females that have done marvelous things in the engineering field and i know they're doing marvelous things at their company and they started their own business let's support our millennials on the move love it love it love it thank you all quick question chrissy have you been watching the olympics yes i have i'm so mad yeah i've been watching volleyball um I really want to be a gymnast in my second life. So I've been watching gymnastics and then track, of course. I'm so uh, bad Shakari didn't make it to uh, the That's a whole nother episode. Oh, oh. no, I know. <laughs> we were hurt too. We wanted her to run. 
So, well, ladies, it's been a joy and a delight. And we want you to come back when you have more things to share with us, to share with our listeners about your business. We know it's going to boom into the stratosphere and we are very proud of you. Thank Thank you so much. Thank you all for having us. We will definitely be back. I enjoyed this. Awesome. I'm about to go shopping on y'all website right now. Thank you.